You are listening to Confessions of a High School Bible Teacher. Hey everybody, this is Christopher Seals, and sitting right next to me, looking at my GarageBand screen, is... That was me, Wayne David Randolph. Hey Wayne David Randolph. What's up, Chris? Oh, you know, just uh, got done listening to a lot of really interesting interviews. Why were you listening to interesting interviews? Because we did a bunch of interesting interviews. We did. It was pretty fun. Was it? Uh, was it pretty tedious? I, I, Chris, I think I just need to go on record. <laughs> um, thanks for all that you do for this podcast. You do a lot of work for this. You're welcome, Wayne. Um, and you, I don't know what. The, so we did these interviews, right? Because um, oftentimes when we are. Um, recording this podcast, it's me and Wayne saying, here's what we think high schoolers think about us. And here's what we think they think about Christian school. And here's what we think they think about God. So we had this interesting idea. It was like, like an epiphany, if you will. Like, as, uh, maybe we should find out if what we think that they're thinking is actually what they're thinking. Does that, that make sense? Yeah. So what, we're trying to figure out what they're thinking. Yeah. And so on this episode, it's going to be largely our students talking. Um, we, we picked four students that um, represent kind of a cross-section of what some of these Christian school kids look like. Um, a couple of lifers, um, a couple who are newer to Christian school um, in different stages of their faith journey um, and their process of growth. Um, and so we hope you benefit and enjoy these interviews. Listen intently? Question mark? I'm a verbal processor, so this might be really trash. Can't stand sharp cheddar. I think it's the worst thing right after the pickle. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, let's do it. So I'll probably say something and then disagree with myself. I do. I have two dogs and a cat. I'm ready. Are we rolling right now? First up is a Christian school lifer, Pierce. Uh, My name is Pierce Marquez, and I've been attending Christian school for 13 years now. That's a lot of years. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Let's say 15 years, actually. So you've got the you've got the Christian thing down. Whatever that means. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so what what brought you to Christian school? Why did your parents decide to put you here Um, or wherever it was when it all started? Yeah. Um, before I was even born, my mom got a job at my Christian school and, um, she was working there and then eventually became like, I guess you could say kind of an administrator, even though technically she's not. Um, and along with that, my, I was born and my, uh, tuition was free. So she sent me here. Yeah. That's the right price. That's why my daughter will probably go here as well. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) So uh, thinking about those 13 to 15 years, what are some what are some of those positive experiences you feel like you got out of this place and yeah, how about that? Uh yeah, I would think probably the first and foremost thing is um like the faculty itself. I feel like Christian school is pretty strong and like getting good faculty to, to like kind of cater to the students cuz I don't I feel like this school is not just like high school, but it's also kind of like a life school and mm-hmm. like Bible class is not just like learning about the Bible, but it's like learning to be a good person and what that and everything that comes along with that. 
And would you say that is that like unique to Christian school or do you think that I feel like it can be something that happens in public school, but I feel like, yeah, it's more of like a, a character trait of Christian school. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, what else? Like as far as, like as far as your spiritual development, um, is there anything yeah. that, um, that you've gotten good in that department? Um, yeah, I think it's more of like, because like myself personally, like I am like a logical kind of thinker that I need like a lot more, I guess like kind of context, I guess you could say behind like what I believe. So I feel like that has really helped me hmm. as far as like knowing everything is real and like I can probably make an argument for God existing and mm. I don't think I, I could be able to do that if I didn't go to a Christian school. Got it. Oh, one other thing I'll say is um, like the smaller class size. Mm. That's really cool. Have like 20 kids in a class. Yeah. That's really nice. Nice. Why is that nice? You think? I get more attention <laughs> <laughs> as narcissistic as that sounds. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I've never been obviously in a class like more than like, I think the biggest class I've ever had was like, 25 mm. in one classroom and I know there's like 40 or 50 kids in, a, in like the average public school classroom so I feel pretty thankful for that and I can definitely see why like smaller class size is like something that every parent would like to have yeah. That's really cool. next up is another Christian school lifer McKenna I am McKenna Lundquist and I am a senior at Upland Christian Academy. I have been um, in the private school system since kindergarten and what originally had me um, start kindergarten was I was homeschooled and then my mom decided that she w would rather have me go to school because my brother just transferred to. Hmm. What, so. what years were you homeschooled for? Just preschool. Pre okay. So, so it was only a year and my brother was homeschooled for two years. So in total you have, you said you're a senior right now. Yes. In total you have been in private school since kindergarten? Yes, since kindergarten. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is something positive that you've gotten out of your Christian school experience? Um, what are things that you would say are uniquely good about going to a Christian school? From my experience with um, friends that have gone through the public school system, I feel like there's a lot more support and um, maybe a better environment, like morally. I mean, that's subjective, but <clears throat> um, I think the best thing for me being in public school was being able to um, be in a smaller environment and really get to know like my fellow students and my fellow classmates and my teachers and stuff like that because I have friends that I'm still friends with today from kindergarten. And um, I think the community is really good for within private schools. So private school, I think you said public a second ago, but just to oh, make sure. Private so, but schools. private school, just the, the smallness of it. The, yeah. What, what's something good that you are, um, that you've gotten out of it be, besides um, how small it is and because of that you've been able to get closer but mm -hmm. um what, what's something else that you've you're walking away I mean you're you're, you're graduating in a few weeks yeah. right yeah yeah what's what's something good that you're walking away with I think having the constant bible classes have been really helpful especially like I come from a Christian family and I do attend church on weekends and um but I think having that within school because as as um going through most of our lives in high school and college we we spend most of our time at school and most of our time um if I was in a, a private or a public school I wouldn't be getting like as much like God in my environment as as I'm here and that's really helped me with my walk because I feel if I didn't have that I wouldn't be a Christian today 
Really? Oh, that's cool. So, so your Bible classes are all right. Mm-hmm. David is a little newer to the Christian school scene, even though he's been around since junior high. I'm David Serrano. I've been going to Christian school for five years now. And um, I also like cheese. I'm more of a string cheese type of guy. And I don't bite the string cheese because those people are not human. Um, and you're a senior? Correct. I, I asked that. I okay. Right. Um, what's something good that you feel like is good about Christian school? Um, I think definitely the relationships you form with other people is a lot closer and a lot more, um, I guess meaningful than it seems to be at a public school. Hmm. Also, relationships with teachers are also much more... Um, much more relationships than just somebody teaching you a subject. Hmm. Those are my main two. Like, why do you think that happens? I think having a lot less people at school obviously hmm. has its well it has its pros and its cons, but it also allows people to know each other more intimately. Okay. Um, and so, what about like what are some things that you think are like? this is definitely like a Christian school thing. Like this is some good stuff that probably doesn't really happen other places. Um, Bible 12. I think the love dating marriage course, I think that that would be a good hmm. course for a lot of people, especially teens that are dating. I think that's a, a course that would really like set a firm foundation for how the relationship should look. Hmm. I get right. I guess stuff that, makes you internalize things about yourself Hmm. courses like that where i feel like as a public school at a public school i never got to experience any of that got it yeah um anything else that you think is like positive about going to a place like this um i think students feel a lot more feel a lot more cared for Hmm. and i think they feel a lot more um I guess I feel like they have a place to go if they go to a Christian school. You know, like if if they're struggling at home, I feel like they can go to one of their teachers or go to somebody that is close to them at school. And I feel like they'll, I guess, have a place to go if if things aren't working out at home. Mm. Okay. Like what do you mean like a place to go? A place to, uh, someone to confide in with the problems, with different situations and circumstances. I think... Well, at least I feel like I have people to go to here. Erica is newest to the Christian school scene. Um, She started her junior year. So my name is Erica Cheney. Um, I am in the 12th grade, so I'm a senior. And I've been going to Christian school since the beginning of last year. Got it. So the beginning of your junior year. Yes. So you've got two years in. So where, where did you go before that? You don't have to, to give school names. Just like, oh. was it public school? Did you homeschool? I did public school. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Cool. So um, what brought you to Christian school in the first place? So I wasn't doing so well academically and mentally. So my mom decided that it would be better if I came to a Christian school 
And at first, like, we couldn't afford it, but my mom's friend was generous enough to pay for me. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, you were sent... You came here, hopefully, for, like, a positive school experience. So yeah. tell me, um, has that been the case? And if so, like, what's been... What are some positive experiences you've had with Christian school? I think that, like, when I was first told I was going to come here, I was really nervous because I didn't know anybody. But I remember, like, going to retreat and, like, just feeling so welcomed. And then, like, later on in junior year, I had accepted God. And I think that was, like, a really big thing for me. Mm. And, like, having a worship team and having, like, chapel here, I think that definitely, like, uplifts my spirits when I'm having, like, a really bad week. So I think that it's nice that I get to go here. Yeah, that's cool. So um, do you, like, outside of Christian school, had you had any interaction or contact with, like, Christianity, church, that sort of stuff? Um, not really. Um, I, we didn't really go to church. I think we went to church, like, a total of, like, three times out of, like, my entire life. Got it. And that was just because we wanted to, like, try it out. It wasn't really for the purpose of, like, oh, we're here because we want to be in the presence of God. Got it. So what are, um, what are some things about, like, Christian school that you think are, like, uniquely Christian school type things? So clearly, like, chapel, that doesn't happen in public school. Yeah. Uh, but what are some uniquely, like, Christian school attributes or things that you experience here? Um, I think that with having issues, like, I think that the teachers are more like, well, let's try and handle this in a couple of different ways rather than being like, okay, we'll just go to the principal's office and handle it. Got it. And I also think that um, having, like, sm- like not as many people here helps because then you have more time to, inter- like, interact with teachers and get to know, like, your subject better mm-hmm. and just have more one-on-one time with that. That's cool. I think it's good to have people that, like, share your faith like go to the same school as you because then if you're going through like hard times you can definitely have people that pray for you or just to talk things through with and now it's time for the moment you've all waited for it's time to get into christian school's baggage i think the biggest thing that i have encountered going here for so long is um, Jesus and just I would say Christianity as a whole is so impersonal now Hmm. it's so um, it's uh, it's such a school subject interesting Um, I don't like it it feels so impersonal that one like I probably couldn't say that I have like a like a personal relationship with God because I don't really know what that looks like Mm. it's so portrayed as just like like something to study for like write a paper about that it's become just like another school subject yeah I think that's I think that's probably screwed me over and that's probably why I don't want to like I've I've thought about this and I don't want to send my children to private school Hmm. because like then Jesus becomes normal and like Mm. he's not and like his message is not especially in this day and age with like all the terrible stuff going on. We need Jesus's message and we don't need people being desensitized to it. Yeah. So, um, do you have any suggestions to like, or what do you think, maybe not even suggestions. What do you think it is about Christian school in particular that, that cultivated that desensitization or that impersonalization of Jesus, theology, Christianity, Mm -hmm. what, 
What about the Christian school experience made that happen? I think, okay, this is going to sound a lot worse than I'm gonna, than what I mean by it, but I feel like because it's everywhere hmm. and, like, people try to, like, like, I remember one time I had a math teacher who, like, and it's not my current math teacher to, if she, if they're listening, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I remember having a math teacher one time that like really tried to like intertwine how like, and like kind of like prove an, is an existence of God through math. Hmm. And like, I know that like that's a case and like math is like really cool and there's like amazing things, but I feel like math should just be treated as math sometimes. Hmm. Okay. And like English should just be like, I don't, I had to write an essay this year on like a Christian, like self-help guy and like a book that he wrote. And I feel like I'd rather read like actual literary stuff hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Would, okay. So I don't, I want to make sure I'm not putting words in your mouth. Would you say that like some of that integration into the other subjects, is it that it was like forced Yes, um, very okay. much so. It was forced. Okay. Yeah. Because sometimes sure. I feel like there can be integration that's, I guess, more natural. Like it naturally comes up. Because there's even, I know there's some public schools where they will read the Bible as literature. Right. right? Yeah. And it's yeah. not forced, but like you can. And that's really cool. I yeah. think it's really cool to like, I think it's important to see things from like all different perspectives. So to be able to like look at the Bible, not as like an authoritative thing, but also just like storytelling is really cool. So, but in some of your experiences of like trying to force, what would you call that? Spirituality, religiosity, Jesus, God. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think you could probably call it like probably spirituality, at, mm. probably at the core of everything. But one thing I will say is um, the only time I've seen that done, where like I didn't mind it and I thought it was really cool of him, was um, I think uh, Robert Trevizo. He was a teacher of mine, mm -hmm. and in his class, we had to write a paper on how um, <clears throat> um, science, if science um, contradicts God or not, hmm. and the Bible, and I thought that that was probably the best assignment he ever gave me, because wow. it felt completely organic, and because like we're learning about all these like super complex scientific processes, I felt like that was super important, hmm. and we did it at like the beginning of the year so like we got a taste of like taste of like what we're gonna like what we're gonna learn about and then we wrote that paper and then we continued on yeah so it was really cool to see it like through another lens got it so when it's naturally integrated in a way that makes sense yeah then, yeah for sure and it's cool yeah. yeah like like i said bible classes were a good thing but at the same time they can be a bad thing because they kind of like water down and like become and it makes the bible almost like like nothing special. Like we, for like now, most most um, I hear most students say in in private schools that when they hear of like <clears throat> like Jesus's death and re resurrection, like they're like, okay, yeah, we know the story. Yeah, we've heard and it. And we've heard it ten thousand times, like at least once a week. Like, oh, he died for our sins. Okay, cool. Yeah. But um, but every once in a while, you get that hit, like, oh, like that's a really big deal. Is it is it safe to say, McKenna, and I don't I don't you know I don't want to fish or put words mm -hmm. in your mouth, but. Um, is it safe to say that uh, it, it's almost like the Bible becomes just another textbook? Definitely. I mean, is that, would that be Definitely. accurate for you? Mm -hmm. yeah. And, <clears throat> like, again, like, growing up in private school and having all these Bible classes, like, we'd always read the Bible. We've always had, um, 
Like, we know all the stories. Like, we literally know all the stories by heart, but none of them mean anything to us anymore. Mm. And, like, when I first started reading the Bible, um, like, I wanted to read it again, like, but really, like, personally this time, besides just having to for a teacher or for church. And um, I, like, I went through Genesis, and I underlined everything where I saw that showed, like, how much God loves us or why Mm. he loves us. And that was really impactful for me because then the Bible became not just another textbook, but something that it's, like, kind of like a personal letter from God. Yeah. McKenna, I can remember actually specifically yeah. a moment last year when you said, um, you came to me and said, you know, I, I really, I want to take that extra step. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been really fun watching. Um, I can recall, um, hopefully I saved it, like screenshot it or something. <laughs> I, I remember, uh, I don't know if you emailed or what, but you were like, uh, Mr. Randolph, wow, you guys have been telling us to just read the book. And oh my gosh, if you just read it, like the stuff's there. Yeah. And I remember just thinking like, how interesting, and it kind of goes back to what you were saying of um, you've been around the Bible, you've been around Bible class for so long, and you interact with it as a textbook, but when you actually read it, um, maybe looking for your own, um, with your own purposes and your own mm-hmm. stuff, that it actually works, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I remember that. That was, um, yeah. I've used that story, I think, maybe even from the pulpit. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, not that I am wanting to know more negative baggage, but was there, um, you kind of showed us like both sides of that, so Bible mm-hmm. class... On the one hand, it's something really good for you. On the other hand, it can become normalized yeah. and, and watered down. And so then for you, um, saying that, okay, maybe you wouldn't send your kids to Christian school um, because you don't want them to be desensitized to the Jesus message. What is, like, I know that you are not currently a parent, but as someone who has been parented for 18 years, mm-hmm. um, what would you say... Um, would be your strategy so that they get the message of Jesus but don't become desensitized to it. I think it's just going to take cultivation at home is what Mm -hmm. it is. I feel like a lot of parents, when it comes to religion, it make it like such a personal thing. And I do think it's a personal thing, but I feel like when it comes to like a developing child who's coming into adulthood, they need that kind of guidance. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why like I aspire to like, kind of be like a Seals or Randolph figure to my child because of that kind of cultivation that they've helped me with. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Is there any baggage that you feel like you picked up along the way, either at this school or the previous school, um, that is uniquely Christian school baggage? Um, Yes, (laughs) a lot. (laughs) But not to... Uh, you know, most of it, I'd say almost all of it is on my shoulders. I, like, I, I take, it's my fault and I made stupid decisions, but I also feel like going to a smaller school and going to a smaller Christian school, those things get blown way out of proportion. Mm. And it just seems a lot more, um, I guess, immature in a sense of where it's harder for people to understand the mistakes were made and understand mm. to 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 move on and see where people are coming from i feel like that that aspect of being a small school where things get spread and stories get twisted it, it's just harder for i think people to learn to accept yeah why why do you think it's different like that um when compared to i don't know the the public school up the street with 4000 students I th- yeah again that, i think that's the main the main aspect of the public school that again, has its pros and its cons, where you make a mistake at a public school and 4,000 people aren't going to be like, oh, you're that person that did this or that. There's a lot more 
big things going on at public schools that people need to be concerned about. Yeah, um, I think that sometimes students can be like less confrontational. Hmm. And I've had a hard time with that because like in public school, everybody's so confrontational and just handles their problems. Whereas like some people in Christian school, like they're just kind of like, oh, like if we have an issue, like I'm just going to leave it and like not talk about it. So I think that's like hard for me for being like such a confrontational person. Yeah. How's that? Um, how's that affected you? Um, it's, it's brought me to be a little more peaceful and like handle my problems like a little more low key rather than being like, so, oh, like I have an issue with this person, like talking to too many people about it. Like, I think that I just go up to them and I have like a conversation with them and try to make them feel comfortable and try not to make it seem like I'm trying to like attack them. Got it. Yeah. So have there been, have there been experiences where this like non-confrontationalness, um, in the Christian school culture has like been, I guess, had some negative effects, like, or does that have any negative effects other than just like making you want to be more peaceful? Um, I think with like being non-confrontational, I think that it does bring on issues because there could be two different things going on in your head. Like there could be something going on for you and something going on for the other person. So if something's left unsaid, then there's just two different like ideas of the situation going on. So I think that it's better to like address the situation Hmm. and be aware of like, how can I address this in like a comfortable way for the other person, not just myself? Yeah. Um, I think another thing that's been really like difficult for me growing up in this environment was always having to um, pretend that I was being the perfect Christian mm. or being okay all the time. Like, oh yeah, like something bad's happening, but like God's on my side or like, oh, like just pray for me on all this stuff. And like, while all those things are good and God is on our side and God does want to help us and like prayer is effective, it's not always what like we want to hear, especially when you, when you grow up in this environment, like you say it, but you don't actually believe it or you don't actually follow through. So for most of my life, I found that like, oh, like, you know, God's got me, but I never actually believed it. I just said it because I had to put up, I felt like I had to put up this front, especially like um, in front of all your teachers, in front of your fellow classmates, and, like, especially growing up when you're trying to find yourself, like, freshman, <laughs> freshman, sophomore, and junior year, I was just, like, everything was so new, yeah. and friendships were changing, and, like, I, like, myself was changing and going through completely different things, and everyone is dealing with something completely different, so it's hard to, like, navigate that on top of having to pretend that everything is okay and that mm. nothing's wrong, yeah. and I think for me as well as, like, many other students that that has created like more baggage that we have haven't dealt with. So it explodes mm. at some point. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Have you, um, have you ever witnessed that exploding or has that happened kind of on your own as well? Where, where you, for lack of a better term, where you just no longer can fake it till you make it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen it with a few of my friends as well, but like my best like example would be me personally because I know myself the best. Sure. And, <laughs> and, just like especially me as a person like I tend to repress more Mm. than I would say the normal person Mm. and so when it had got to the point like I'd gone like kindergarten to last summer and then that's when it exploded and like I started realizing like like about half a year earlier like okay like I'll start like reading the bible more and getting more in touch with God and then like and through that process of trying to become an actual Christian, have an actual relationship with God mm. besides just saying, like, oh, yeah, I am a Christian and I do believe in God. Like, I remember asking myself the question, like, am I going to go to heaven? Mm. Like, and, and, like, saying, 
I don't know, maybe, maybe not. I guess it's mm. up to God. But now I can, I can say like, I know I'm going to heaven. Yeah. Like I know that because just because I believe in God and just because I believe he died for me and I have a personal relationship with yeah. him that I will be like with him, you know, not just because yeah. another thing that I've struggled with is like having to be perfect all the time, especially for God. And I think that's something that, that Christian schools has also implemented that, mm. that we need to, um, now that we are believers, we need to serve God and work and work and work just to produce. Yeah. And I took that completely the wrong way mm. in saying, God will only accept me if I produce all these good things. Wow. I've definitely seen aspects of Christianity here that I didn't think was a thing and didn't think was quote unquote Christian. Like what what sort of aspects? Um just the the amount of for lack of a better word, fakeness that hmm. is just everywhere, I feel like. Um I just when I was first exposed to Christianity, I was like this seems so perfect and so revolutionary and oh it just seems like everybody is so nice and this and that but the the more time you spend around it the more you realize the i guess the the amount that people fake it mm. and i think that's that was hard for me to accept yeah coming to a christian school yeah what were some of the things that helped you to identify or recognize that it was fake like um because if someone's being fake with you um, you don't notice it right away, but you said sort right. of like as you went along, you sort of discovered it. What were some of those things that helped you to discover that maybe it was fake? Oh, right. People, I think people can only kind of put up a, a wall for so long before or you spend enough time around somebody and you realize, you know, that's not the case or that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen people tell me one thing and go in the next couple minutes and go tell somebody else a different thing and mm-hmm. like, I get that that's, I get that we're human and that happens, but I guess I just wasn't expecting that from a Christian, like, perspective or from a Christian school. Mm. Um, Yeah. What would be, um, what would be a better way of, like, uh, what would be a way of, I guess, reducing maybe some of that? Ne- not not negativity, but like some of that hypocrisy. It kind of seems like you're pointing out right. hypocrisy. So right, what, right. Um, what do you think would be like a remedy to that? And like, so if that's something that you see as being messed up in the Christian school culture, what would what would it take for that to be fixed? Do you think? Um, I think the main thing is that everybody seems to, not everybody. A lot of people seem to have these walls up where they only let people go so far into life, which I understand completely for, there's a lot of different reasons why people do that. And I, I get that, but, um, by have, by all these different people having all these different walls and letting pe- other people go so far and then other people being stopped short, it just leads to a, a lot of miscommunication and a lot of, a lot it makes it seem like there's a lot more hypocrisy than maybe there actually is hmm. um I, I, you know i again i understand that i don't know exactly how we would go about changing that because different effects or different like different experiences lead to that yeah. so 
Yeah, again, I don't know, but I feel like that leads. To, I've I've experienced that to where people have let me go farther than maybe somebody else, and then now it makes it look like I'm in the middle where mm. I don't know what to do. Yeah, but if those walls came down, then some of that. Like, th- yeah, if people were just more real and genuine with everybody, I think that would, even if it's bad, even if hey, I don't like the, uh, can you, I don't like this part about you, or, not mm. not in a bad way of it, not like, don't be a jerk, right? Right, yeah. not for like malicious intent, but yeah, I think if people were just more real and genuine, it would help. Yeah. Um, that kind of goes along with what you said with the last question too, though, about this. Um, this kind of message that was sent that you have to have that joy and the smile. And mm-hmm. um, I guess just kind of that last follow-up then, um, especially because that came up in your last one. What, where do you think that message comes from? Where, where, where do you receive that? Do, do, are you getting that from us teachers um, just outright? Is it a little bit more subliminal? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it, yeah, where, where do you think you get that message? I think... I don't know. I think it just builds up over time. Mm. It's not specific like key points that, oh, this verse tells me like to work or this verse tells mm. me to be happy all the time. Like we take things like say, <clears throat> if you're like a Christian, you have like the joy of the Lord. That doesn't mean that we fake the joy that just even in the suffering, like we know that God is with us. That doesn't necessarily mean that that we have to be smiling and happy right. and all this right. stuff. We can have joy without being like or we, we can still have joy and still be suffering. Yeah. And I think yeah. what most of like people take that as is like, no, if you have the joy of the Lord, you're not suffering whatsoever. Yeah. Sounds I like think, you've been reading Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I've been reading the letters a lot, <laughs> yeah. but, um, just like things like that. And especially, um, like, especially in elementary, like the Bible stories are so, mm. um, like Noah's Ark and like the resurrection cute. story, but they're, 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 they're all cute and happy yeah. and yeah. watered down. And, right. Um, and then in high school, like, and being like the rebellious people that I'm assuming most students are, yes. like, you don't want to hear the rest of the story. You don't no. want to dig deeper. Like, you know the story. You don't need to hear it again. One of my favorite things, McKenna, um, and I, you know, I came in while you were, I think, a sophomore, so I didn't have you for freshman Bible. One of my favorite things is when we're going through, like, the flood story is to, like, shake kids up a little bit mm-hmm. and rattle them. Like, yeah, you guys learned about this because it was cute with the animals. But, like, no, everybody dies. Yeah. Yeah, this, we're six chapters in in the story, and everybody dies. That, that's a brutal story, right? Um, but, yeah, maybe kids aren't ready for that when they're yeah. little. Yeah. My, my fear as a teacher is that we let you stay with those young, um, yeah. childlike um, interpretations of the stories. Um, yeah, that's, that's my fear. But it seems like we're doing okay. If you had a kid... Right, yeah. um, and that kid is of school age. Yeah, um, would you send that kid to Christian school? Why or why not? I would because I feel like the atmosphere is just so much more like positive, and then I like being like associated with the religion within the school. Hmm. And I think that um, like teachers are more nice and stuff. Like I know that doesn't really sound <laughs> like something that I would bring up, but like teachers are more caring about like you personally whereas like in public school like they have so many other kids so it's not as one-on-one yeah so like in in hindsight um you don't have any kids right now um as as far as we know just kidding (laughs) (laughs) that was kind of a good joke (laughs) um but do you it would you send your kids to a christian school um i think having a public school background 
for the first part of my life really helped me set up a a foundation where I realized what's important, what isn't important. Mm. I think a lot of people that go to Christian school their whole life are very, not all, but I think you know there's a, there's a good amount that are very sheltered, and that don't know the the ramifications of I guess the real quote quote unquote real real world, mm. and I think that that can lead to some negative side effects going on in life later on in life, you know. Yeah. So do you think, would you would you recommend your own journey of like doing some public, some Christian or exclusively public or? Um, I wasn't really, hold on, I don't want to, put, I don't want to say that. I, uh, <laughs> I want to hear it. No, no, no. <clears throat> I, um, yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's a good path. I think at least it worked for me and I, I would assume that if it works for me, it would probably most likely work for somebody I'm raising. Hmm. McKenna, would you send your kid to private school, uh, specifically Christian private school? I think I think I would send my child to private school. Um, I would definitely have to do research and not just say, like, oh, it's a private school, it'll be fine. I'll yeah, have to really look into what, like, I'm getting my child into. And, <laughs> it's, and it's not just, like, the school that's affecting, like, your kid. Like, there's also, like, home life, you know, and I just yeah. have to, like... I feel for me personally, like I, my parents are great and I'm not saying they did anything wrong, but I feel I would, I would just keep implementing like, Hey, it's okay to like, if you have anything wrong or anything going on, like feel free to like tell us or talk Mm -hmm. to someone about it. Like, like it's just okay to not be okay. Or it's okay to like ask questions or even have doubts about God or, or anything like that. Yeah. And that, that's good. Um, by the way, and as, as a dad, uh, let me at least affirm you in that too. Like that's that's good wisdom. That's that's how I hope that I'm raising my son and my, my daughter. Any any closing thoughts that you wish you could tell um, Christian school educators um, to either get their act together or tell them to continue doing what they're doing? <laughs> um, no pressure. Yeah, I'm gonna be okay. okay. I better not. Okay, I'm gonna hold my tongue. <laughs> All right, sounds All right. good. Cool. Thanks. Yep. <clears throat> Just be real, even if it even if it seems like you can't be it helps a lot uh, I've experienced both sides of it and I'd rather somebody be much more real and authentic with me cool thanks man yep on a scale of 1 to 10 what was your high school Christian private Christian high school experience 10 being out of the freaking park right yeah like freaking home run I'd say a 5 like right in the middle okay. like equally bad and equally good right on right on that's cool McKenna, thank you. You're welcome. God bless you and your face. Peace. (laughs) Time to break it all down. As I was listening to this podcast audio and putting it all together and listening to the interviews, um, I couldn't help but notice a few things. Um, One thing I noticed is that uh, there seemed to be a trajectory. um, And the trajectory was that the longer a student was in Christian school, the more disillusioned by Christian school they seemed to be. That the, um, our interviewees, David and Erica, um, they had been in Christian school culture for less time, and that seemed to make it so that they were less disillusioned, that they were less fed up, that they were more likely to think it's a good idea to send 
their kid to a Christian school. Um, and at the same time, I, I wonder if this trajectory is across the board. I can't help but think of, uh, is this a skewed sample size, or is this just a weird class, or is this representative of what's happening in Christian schools kind of across the board? And also, as I was listening to these uh, interviews, and even while taking these interviews, um, I couldn't help but notice that there were also some seeming blaring contradictions. Um, that a Christian school is this wonderful place because it's relational, but it's filled with people who are fake. That it's an awesome place to get connected with other people, but it's rife with gossip and drama. Um, it's great that you are known by your teachers, you're known by your peers, and you can know other people, but then you're a little bit too known and other people get in your business. You uh, can be introduced to God and you can get to know Jesus really personally, but in the same place you can become desensitized to him. It's affirmed that we need space to wrestle with what it means to understand God and to follow him, but then when that space is provided in a Christian school, it taints the whole experience for the student. Um, and there's stories of teachers doing things well and teachers not doing things so well. I mean, I can't help but think that this is just how life is, um, life working with teenagers, that it's not that they're inconsistent or that their views are invalid, but rather that life is filled with these sorts of tensions, right? We can't just write them off and think that their view doesn't count because it seems to have these contradictions in them, but rather that they're probably is truth to everything that they're saying, that there's an authenticity in community, but there's a fakeness and there's gossip and drama because there's so many different people and so many different ways that faith is expressed. And I think all of this is just indicative of the complicated mess that we call Christianity. Um, and it's also indicative of the weird, sick social experiment that we call high school. We put a bunch of people in a place and tell them to get along. Um, and as teachers, we have this interesting and unique opportunity to help guide them through that chaos, to help them figure out how to hold those things in tension, how to appreciate the goodness of community while also grieving the brokenness that can come along with it. And uh, we had some people on Facebook suggest that we interview some people who have been out of Christian school for a while to see how their view has changed. And odds are their view will change. Um, when I was at Azusa Pacific University, um, I was on chapel probation for three semesters in a row for not going to enough chapels because of the same reasons that these students said, that you get desensitized and you get burned out and you get tired of hearing the message over and over again. It becomes an obligatory thing that we have to be part of. But then after, I remember looking back and longing to hear those amazing speakers that were lined up by the chapel programs department. So their view will change. But as high school educators, we'll still have to look at this group and say, what do we do with what they're experiencing right now? How do we affirm what they're experiencing, but then also teach them how to navigate it well? 
to uh, not be desensitized to Jesus, to continue to want to think, and to not give up on community. So as you guys continue to minister and think and interact with the students out there, good luck.